Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on The Score. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're coming off of uh, you know, World Series, so... We're facing the World Series uh, defenders, and they obviously have a great team. So um, it, I think it's good to see kind of how we stack up against them, and uh, you know, just show that have a good showing against them, and just show that you know last year was not who we are. This this is a new year. <laughs> that is Dylan Cease, the Chicago White Sox opening day starter, second in American League Cy Young voting, and the best pitcher in town. We'll see if that changes during the course of the year. Every year I like to look at a few different um, starting pitcher ranking systems. There is Stuff Plus now as a ranking system from friend of the show Eno Saris that is now incorporated into fan graphs, which is interesting and can just show you like the very best stuff that pitchers have and the guys who thereby are kind of the nastiest. And Dylan Cease is the highest ranking pitcher on either side of town. I also like to look at the Aces project that The Athletic does every year, where all of The Athletic's baseball writers get together and kind of rate the starting pitchers. And it's a really interesting, interesting thing because an ace is not just an ace, right? Um... Because an ace is just your number one pitcher, theoretically. But no, there are tiers. And Andy McCullough and our friend Sahadev Sharma um, are two of the three athletic MLB staffers that put this together, Will Salmon being the third. And they try to figure out who are the very best starting pitchers in baseball. There is different tiers. Tier one is the inner circle. These are the unanimous no-brainer number ones in the world. Tier two are aces, pitchers that you can trust all regular season and you can trust them again in October. Tier three is the pool of applicants. These are the men who might one day be able to call themselves aces. Tier four are number two and number three guys. Lower ceilings, but still high floors. Great, great pitchers, but not really ones that you're going to think about as aces. And tier five is everybody else, or in the parlance of the scouting world, just a guy. Last year, there were no unanimous number ones. Zero, not any. That's how good this tier is. This year, there's one, and it's Justin Verlander. And how funny is it he's not even the opening day starter for the New York Mets? But either way, 
Verlander is an absolute no-brainer. Cy Young Award winner in the American League, obviously. And even at age 40, it's funny, man. The guy I used to call the Nolan Ryan of his generation is undoubtedly, undisputably, the Nolan Ryan of his generation. It's ridiculous. So look, there, there are, it, 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 it then moves on. It's a great project. It's super fun. Corbin Burns and Garrett Cole and Sandy Alcantara, Max Scherzer, Shohei Otani, Jacob deGrom, Aaron Nola. That's the next batch in tier two. The highest pitcher is Dylan Cease of the White Sox. The highest local pitcher is Dylan Cease of the White Sox at number 19. And the highest Cub, now that I'm looking down and through, I know it's going to be a while. It's probably going to be, let's see, I think it's Stroman or Tyone as I look. Lucas Giolito at 41 is the second highest pitcher. That's crazy. Ahead of Lance Lynn, I guess so. And... Is it Tyone? No, there's there's Stroman. I see Stroman. Anyway. Been incredibly interesting to look at this stuff and, and follow along. Uh, and you can check it out. I, I highly recommend the Athletics Ace Package. But Dylan Cease is that guy, and he is the best pitcher in town. And we'll see if it all still feels that way by midseason or the end of the year. Speaks with you here on Hit and Run for another hour on 670 The Score. Rick Hahn was on the White Sox Talk podcast. Early, we played a snippet of it with our friends Chuck Garfine and Ryan McGuffey. And in that snippet, he talked about Leori Garcia's contract as a... He wasn't specifically referring to that, but it sure had to be. (laughs) Uh, The sunk cost and how Jerry Reinsdorf's competitiveness will trump the sunk cost of a player if they need to make a decision. So expecting Leori Garcia to not make this team. But in general, wanted to let you hear a couple things about the team and the manager from Rick Hahn. He said he does not remember being this excited about a team as he is about this one. I know you're always excited about a new season. Are you even more excited about the start of this season because of what happened last season? You know, it is, it is funny, Chuck, because I was thinking of that exact sort of question a few days ago as I was scheduling when I'm going to talk to everybody come opening day and sort of do our, our opening remarks on the season. And you're right. I think every year I've been asked that question on opening day. I've been excited. I've expressed excitement. I think probably all 30 GMs, regardless of their prospects for this coming season, are going to express similar excitement opening day. But there is something different about this year. I, I will say that uh, throughout this entire camp, the the excitement, anticipation, uh, eagerness for lo- what lies ahead is at, a, is at a level we haven't had around here in a while. Uh, certainly, our expectations have been high for the last several years, and they remain high at this time. But in terms of what we reasonably think we're going to get this season, I don't remember being more excited than I am right now. That's that's pretty cool. Um, I I hope White Sox fans get get a really good team. I, I I hope you do. After what you had to put through these last two years, what you had to deal with, the active insulting of the White Sox fans. As they, as you knew, you knew and you saw just how wrong the fit was 
for the manager and just how much the energy was getting sapped out of this thing after waiting through a long rebuild to get here to the middle of your window. You had to actively watch some of the destruction of esprit de corps that was taking place. But now Rick Hahn was able to go out and hire his guy. I'm a big fan of Pedro Grafols. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can get out of the team, as is Rick. I think we're going to get a, a caliber of baseball we haven't seen around here in a few years in terms of the way Pedro has this team's energy and focus is extremely impressive. Uh, obviously, we have believed in the ability of many of the guys in that room for a long time now. Uh, we now are in a position, again, health permitting, where we feel like we have depth in our pitching staff uh, and a position player group that provides a dynamic lineup on a nightly basis and one that uh, is going to be capable of beating the team different ways on any given night. Uh, we feel the defense have improved. We feel the execution uh, on the bases will improve. And again, the talent has been there. And I think we're in a knock on wood in a very good position to get the most out of that talent over the course of the next seven months. Well, you know, here you go. Um, it, it sounds good. Camp has apparently felt really good. There have been tons of reports about, you know, active fundamental work, working on, on drills, um, trying to win games in the margins, win with the smartest stuff you have access to, win with accountability, win with fundamentals and details, and trying to take advantage of every little way to possibly make the right decision. I, I hope like hell that, I, I hope like hell that, that, that they play well. I worry that some of them still need to develop. Some of them still need to mature. And they're human, so it's not going to happen right away. I think it's going to be a very interesting first couple of months of this White Sox season. I think Pedro Grafol is going to have opportunities to say things that are honest and critical about his team. He's going to have opportunities to tell guys to grab some bench. And they might be very well-paid, seemingly made guys. But if they need to grab some bench, I hope he has them grab it and, and lets them learn through public embarrassment, through punishment, or private embarrassment and punishment, whatever the hell he thinks. But man, you got to try and teach these guys to continue to develop at the big league level. Grafol keeps talking about that, keeps mentioning that. And it's a big, it's a big, big thing. Because look, just like Jordan Walker coming up straight from double A for, for the Cardinals. Sometimes guys get here and they get here quick. And they get paid quick. And sometimes when they get paid quick and they get long deals, like a lot of these White Sox young veterans have, they might not have that same hunger and focus to maintain the attention to detail that it takes to be really good at this game. So going to be very, very interesting first couple of months. Let's talk to Ron on the south side on 670 to score. Ron, thanks for holding. You're on Hit and Run. How are you, sir? Hey, Speeds. Uh, always a pleasure. I just surely hope you're right. The, uh, the optimism is there. Uh, 
the talk of the energy, but you know what speeds? I'm sure we have 30 other teams feel that way. But I'm, I'm going to get to two things. Uh, let's share a little something. You, you were talking about the mustache. Speed, in the early 90s, I was down in St. Pete, Florida. And the hotel I was in, the old senior league. Remember those guys from the senior league? I do, Ron, and I can't be more excited for this story. Let me reset the stage here for our Please. listeners who might be getting in late. Dylan Cease was asked if his mustache is going to be on point for opening day. He said it, it is, but he might take it to the salon and treat it very well, do something nice for it. And this started a whole conversation about mustache wax. And you, I think, are probably going to be able to help me with this uh, at the end of your story because we found a $75 brand of mustache wax that Lionel Richie endorses. But 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 I have questions. But but anyway, let, I'll ask you that question in a moment. You, you keep telling us your story. You're at a hotel so, in Florida, and there's a mustache yeah, convention. Uh, yeah, same thing, same thing, same Pete. And what's interesting is the baseball stadium across the street where the senior league guys played. And earlier you asked, are we baseball fans? You know, I love the game, so I went there. But the most important thing about about the mustache, I I'm, I'm in the lobby one one day. Yeah. Sitting there in the chair was Raleigh Fingers, twisting his mustache. Now I'm not, I'm not an autograph person, but I still had it. So I had to before I get to the white. So he's just sitting there in the chair, just twisting it. Man, that's that's legendary. He's actually yeah. twisting it. He's doing the thing. Yeah, he, he's just sitting there. Just, just in fact, actually, the players was was standing in that hotel because the stadium was uh, pretty much walking distance. So I just okay. I had to get that in. So I'll get to my White Sox now. Uh, I want to ask you about the lineup. Ben and Kenny batting uh, second, I mean third. I, I, the, the, I just, I think he's more, and I look, 90% of the time, he has, that's where he has batted. He hasn't batted third. I, I think Roberts is more of an RBI man, but more importantly, I like, the uh, righty with Tim, righty, lefty, righty. I like that. Also, mm-hmm. the, as far as contact, we keep hearing more about contact. I think Tim may steal more bases. So, uh, Ben and Teddy walks like he sees a lot of pitches. Yeah. So, I want my number three and number four hitters to see some, uh, to, to see pitches. So, um, that I just think Robert would be um, better for that. Uh, he, like I said, he, he he walks a lot. He's a he's he's your contact hitter. Uh, you, you you get a chance to do a little more uh, hit and run. So so, uh, so, that, so what would you would like? So 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 you want to go Anderson, then Benintendi, and then yeah, and then Robert. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Rob, yeah. Cause, and, and then because I really, I, uh, Robert is a, a better RBI man. Yeah, no, it's 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 a good it's a good call and it's a good thought. First of all, um, Pedro will feel it out and they'll see how people respond. And he does want to get something a little more regular than certainly than what Tony had last year. But I mean, most teams do vary it uh, an awful lot. But boy, it'd be nice to have a top six or top seven. He's going to see how guys respond. So I wouldn't freak out too much about it early. Remember that and, and Larusa did this and lots of other lots of managers have done this. Sometimes you put a guy in a spot trying to motivate them to play a certain way. You put Luis Robert in the two-hole, 
that goes along with conversations you're having with him about what it means to be that high in the order as opposed to being lower and being in more of a run production spot. So maybe they want Luis Robert to see more pitches. Maybe they want him up there thinking about, so instead of, instead of swinging at that outside slider that he can't seem to stay away from, maybe he takes an extra one or two as he lets Tim Anderson try to steal, you know? Um, and maybe he thinks about taking an extra one or two and they're having conversations for that. So they'll see if, if that can, if his placement there can help instill that message, you know, managers do that kind of stuff all the time. So we'll see, you know, I don't think there's any way in hell that Andrew Vaughn is going to end up being a six hitter on this team. I think Andrew Vaughn will be, you know, um, one of the two or three best hitters on this team. And I think he's, I, 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 I bet he's going to end up batting third in this lineup, Andrew Vaughn. But we'll see, we'll see what happens um, and what you get out of Moncada, and exactly you know what you're going to get out of uh, out of Robert and Ben Attendi. Good stuff from Ron. I did not ask him about um, about mustache wax because I realized that he was talking about Raleigh's mustache and not his. So my mustache wax questions uh, regarding uh, regarding race and usage um, in America. Really not America, but just, you know, in the world. Those questions remain unanswered. Again, I will be efforting Lionel Richie. Nico Horner was on with Parkins and Spiegel. I love that show. I even liked Spiegel and Parkins, which was a very different show, but it's pretty good. I want you to hear some of Nico because that's a very thoughtful and interesting young man. So you'll you'll hear some of that. And my number four favorite ball player of the last 30 summers gets the treatment in the final. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion segment of the show. Keep it here on 670 The Score. Hit and run Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. to noon on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's sports station. Horner swings. No difficulty finding this. Deep to left. Way back and gone. Cubs on the board. Nico Horner with his first home run of the spring. Nico Horner is a vitally important member 
of your Chicago Cubs. Good morning, everybody. It's Matt Spiegler with you on Hit and Run. With you until the top of the hour. Got uh, a treat for um, for White Sox fans and really for fans of greatness um, in terms of Chicago ball players coming up in our final segment. But first, let's talk a little bit about Nico, who is back in the lineup and going to be the leadoff hitter for these Chicago Cubs. And Nico's a really interesting, thoughtful, smart dude who has had a, a really interesting career so far and has had opportunities to try and change his body and adjust his body and adjust his swings, thinks about hitting uh, meticulously and works on it a great deal and is just a very, very thoughtful guy and wanted you to hear some of him with us the other day. Because it's funny, like Nico, Nico is a guy who when he showed up, you remember when he showed up, he got like pulled off the couch essentially after being a first round draft pick. And then that September, the Cubs needed a player because Javi Baez got hurt and Nico answered the call and came and played with very, very, very little, if any, uh, minor league experience he at all. He was the first guy in his draft class to actually get called up. So he was the first guy to play, right, Sean? And I, I remember it in that September. And he was so slight and so thin. Um, and then a couple years ago, he showed up to camp with a lot of muscle and a lot of strength. And there was higher exit velocity. There was more power. But he also got hurt a couple of different times with like these soft tissue injuries and it just didn't seem to sit right on his frame. And then last year he got to camp and it had kind of a Goldilocks and the three bears effect where it looked like it was just right. And I think he's in the right place. And we did indeed talk about that the other day, but we'll start with the stuff on the leadoff hitter. Does this start with me, my question, or does it start with him there, Sean? I believe it starts with your question. Okay, good, because there's some context in the question, which I think uh, makes a difference. So here's Nico Horner with Parkinson Spiegel the other day. Last year, there were 10 different Cubs that started in the leadoff spot. That's the fourth time in oh, six, wow. six, fourth time in six seasons since Dexter Fowler left that 10 different players had that spot. That spot can mess with you. You know, we watched it with Schwarber here. It's like, you know, do you try to draw more walks? Do you stay yourself? All that. It's like, so have you thought about, like, how to stay kind of mentally strong in that spot and not have it have an effect? Uh, yeah, I'll get, that to a, I'll get to that in a sec. But last night, it felt like a guarantee that Schwarber was going to homer in that game. I don't know. Like, Dude. He's always he's, done it. I, like, I, I was watching early in the game. I was like, he's going to hit a homer today. Like, at some point, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, did, did you see the thing going around the internet that he has now? He has a home run. Yeah, in, in the his home run checklist. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. his home run check. <laughs> NL and AL wild card game, NLDS, ALDS, NLCS, yeah. ALCS, and World Series, and now WBC final. And he should have won the home run derby. Got yeah. robbed at the home run derby. But I mean, can yeah. the guy hit one in an All Star game, Nico? Geez. Yeah, right. He's slacking. No, and it couldn't happen to a better guy. I absolutely love him. But um, we were talking about the leadoff spot and. Um, yeah, honestly, I've probably hit second the most in my life. Um, leadoff is going to be the only thing that's really that different is just that, like the pregame prep, like literally the 20 minutes leading up to the game. I do feel like there is a little bit more like, um, 
just being ready to be the first hitter of the game, there you just kind of got to start everything a little earlier and then give yourself a second just to be actually ready when that first pitch starts. And, um, you know, obviously I haven't, I didn't walk that much last year. Um, and I have in the past, at least at league average rate. So I know that I can, that's a hard thing to be like, you know, I'm going to set out and walk at an 8.5% clip this year, and then it'll be more valuable. You know, those things are a product of a lot of other, a lot of other factors and, you know, something I'm aware of, but, um, yeah, tough, tough in the sport to, to force those things, just like it's tough to force homers. They kind of go together and uh, just continue to be a best version of myself. And I would love to own that spot and be there uh, and help our team um, solidify that. Um, and we'll see where it goes. Since 2016, Cubs haven't had the same player lead off more than 56 times in a season. I'm taking the over on you, Nico Horner, to lead off more than 56 <laughs> times. What do you think? I appreciate it. I mean, I think that would be a a nice sign for myself and for the team if that's true. I think a lot of things would be would be lining up in a good way, and so I'll, I'll take that one for sure. That's crazy, man. Baseball players are wacky like that. You remember each of those moments that quickly? Yeah, like the play. I think it was O'Neill. O'Neill hit me a top spin ball in the hole in St. Louis. It's just funny because I think I made my maybe my worst error of the year of the inning before, and then that was might be my best player right afterwards. Just, baseball always does that too. Wow. Do you have that memory in other parts of your life or is it just baseball? Uh, I, I'd like to say yes, but it's usually the things where you're kind of at your most heightened state and uh, most locked in. And that's, that tends to be on the field. <laughs> Curious what your perception of the world baseball classic has been as someone not participating in the WBC. Yeah, well, we, uh, people might not know this, but we were actually playing a game last night too. And um, I was, <laughs> I was very much wishing I could could watch that that championship. I obviously saw the highlights and stuff, but what a what an amazing spectacle for the sport. Um, I think there's been so much talk about popularity in the game and how do we brand it, how do we market it, and I think it, it markets itself when you have the best players in the world representing their countries, playing with excitement um, at a time when there really isn't much competitive baseball going on. And just what a great way to start the year. I feel like there's a focus on the game that's. Um, just very exciting and organic and you know you want flair in the sport without forcing it and that was the epitome of it right there and I just um, I absolutely love that as a fan of the game are you a, are you a quick yes if you ever get asked to be on team USA Nico oh, it'd, be, it'd be amazing to do it you know i this spring especially um, I think was a valuable spring to be here in camp with the pitch clock and we've got all these new guys and I'm playing a different position and I think I actually could have played for Great Britain in, I didn't talk to them, but my grandma is, is British. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, to be a part of that, to see that energy, um, being in the dugout with Griffey, and you just all those layers of it. Um, you know, you only get to play this game so long, and to experience it on a level like that would just be pretty amazing. All right, so watching Griffey take BP, those players were <laughs> were over the yeah. moon. Obviously, um, yeah. it is it. Who would you want to watch take BP? Any player in the past that you could watch and just watch their swing and then talk to him about it. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, you know, Gary Sheffield's a guy obviously unique and moves, moves in a, in a special way. Um, that'd be up there. I mean, I love watching Michael Young hit um, and just, just hearing where they come from and guys and talk about hitting in such different ways. And it's just, just cool to have seen a player play so much and be like, whoa, you thought about that or whatever it is. I mean, I've been lucky to play with some great players already in my career too. And um, it's one of the great parts of this game is appreciating its history. And it was cool that that was weaved into the World Baseball Classic too. 
Man, Nico Horner, uh, going Gary Sheffield. That one shocked me. It shouldn't have shocked me. Everyone does that batting stance, though, right? But it it's the batting stance, and it's the ridiculous batting stance and the wagging of the bat, the moving of it, and, you know, all all that motion with the back elbow. And it's the absurd bat speed, the absurd and ridiculous bat speed, uh, the power with which he hits the ball based on the bat speed. Javi Baez was likened to Gary Sheffield early on as a prospect coming up because when Javi puts everything into his swing, it's just absurd. But Gary Sheffield was able to actually make a lot more contact. Look at Sheffield's numbers, man. They're, they're outrageous. And Sheffield was a, a very solid defensive shortstop at the beginning. That is one of the more underrated players in the history of the game, frankly. And I know that there are, are, are rumors and whispers about PEDs, and I, and I don't know. That's one of the guys that, that I don't know. I, you know so, some guys, like, we can talk about it. Bonds? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, Clemens? Still not in, uh, in the Hall of Fame? Well, that's because, you know, and there it is. Uh, and I'm not saying they should or shouldn't, but Sheffield's one I, I, I'm not sure about. Um, I realize, and then Michael Young is an interesting, it's a more fitting profile for Nico Horner, actually. I love the Michael Young there. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. Michael Young, hitting coach for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Michael Young really impressed with Tim Anderson in the World Baseball Classic and said so to Mark DeRosa a few different times. Uh, so love love that. Love, love, I mean, that's a really wonderful part of the WBC is bringing these, those generations together. I realized something. I don't think a lot of Cub fans are ready for the volume of new players on your television on Thursday. Like... I know maybe I'm preaching literally to the choir because listeners to hit and run probably do know a lot of, a lot of the players, but you know, my wife's custom before a season as a long standing meatball cub fan, uh, a, a woman who grew up going to the bleachers on Sunday afternoons with her dad, you know, um, a woman who cried when I invited her to the world series game and Broke, she was at work and she broke down in tears. Like, okay, I'll be there, I'll be there. You know, so that that's my meatball cub fan wife. She always um, forces me to quiz her and help her identify players as you go around the diamond. She did it the other night. And I, I realized that there's probably a lot of people in this kind of place. She's like, all right, um, so who's at first base? Who's at second base now? Okay, what are we doing? Like, and she wants to make sure she's got it. Because if she's going to spend money on a ticket, you know, she, and, she, and other people are going to spend money on a ticket, she wants you to know who the hell is on the field. As a, as a Cub fan, she does not want to be sitting there like, oh, who's that? Yeah, I don't know who that is. She, she wants to have some legitimacy and actually know who people are. So she made me quiz her on the names and positions going all around the field defensively and then all five in the starting rotation and closer. She, and she wants, she wants to know. So when she's sitting there, she can know. And what I respect is that she does this with her daughters. Oh, you want us to buy you uh, a ticket? You want to come to the Cubs game? Who are they playing? Who's on the team? Do you know who's on the team? And she holds them to a standard. So I, I, I like that. I think, right? I think that is, a, that is a good, healthy exercise. And I wonder... If there are Cub fans out there who really are prepared, like you, if you're listening right now and you're a Cub fan, 
Can you go around the diamond? I know you can, Sean. It's not fair. But and uh, you know anybody could look up a depth chart now and go to ESPN or go to Fangraphs, go wherever and look it up. But think to yourself, can you actually do that? And it's probably a much lower percentage of our listeners than I give credence to. Sometimes we think that the listeners know absolutely everything and are locked in with us and looking for every little bit of nuance, and I bet that's not always the case. I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people Googling who Julian Merriweather is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, but, you know, some of those are going to be in the media, okay? Sure, sure. So that's a little deep. That's a little deep right there. Oh, God. But you know Edwin Rios is going to come up to the plate, and people are going to be like, who is that guy? Or, but my wife, to her, whatever, she's like, so who's in center field again? I said, Cody Bellinger. She said, what kind of – okay, what? Why? Who? Where? Pete Crow Armstrong's not ready? You know? Like all this stuff. Here's a text you're wondering, is Jason Hayward still playing first base? No, but thank you so much for your for your text and your thoughts on the subject. Elise texts in, I can do it! I can do it! I'm not surprised that you can do it, Elise. But ask a friend. And I think we should do this. I think we should, as, as a populace, don't let people go to ball games if they don't know anybody who's on the field. Don't, don't let them. And, and teach them. And if you have to be the one to do it, White Sox fans, I'm talking to you too. If you got to be the one to do it, make sure that whoever you're bringing to the game knows who the hell Jake Berger is, assuming he's on the big league roster. 670, the score is where you are. It's hit and run. Matt Spiegel here with you up until the top of the hour. BetQL will be the programming from noon up until 2.15. And then we got a good Bulls game this afternoon, Bulls at the Lakers at 2.15 p.m. Chuck and Bill on the call. The Lakers have just now gotten to 500. They have figured it out a little bit, have found it, and they are uh, trying to march their way towards mm, being viable come the playoffs. And the Bulls 9-5 and five with Patrick Beverly. Pat Bad Your- revenge game, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is a Pat Bev revenge game. You're right. By the way, your bracket may be busted, but do you still want to be in on the action? Follow 670 The Score in the Odyssey app to unlock two months of free betting trends, models, best bets, and more. Simply download the Odyssey app, create an account, and follow 670 The Score to unlock your two-month free trial of BetQL. My top 30 favorite ballplayers of the last 30 seasons has been a very, very fun exercise. Number four uh, was revealed on Friday. I want you, the Hit and Run listener, to hear it when we come back on The Score. Pitch is swinging along. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. One tagged bag to the pole and left. He's hit his second of the game in his eighth, and the Sox lead 6-0. Ed Farmer on the call, it's hit and run, getting ready to wrap it up here on 670 The Score. But, man, it has been fun thinking about my 30 favorite ball players from my 30 seasons in Chicago. And just the other day on Friday, I was happy to reveal number four, the great Paul Konerko. Paul Konerko. I once formed the Paul Konerko Appreciation Society. We met on Twitter and on Hit and Run, sometimes on Mac and Speaks. During meetings, we talked about Paul, his incredible longevity, his steadiness, his evolution from a guy who tortured himself about hitting mechanics and failures into a guy who could laugh at himself and focus on the next at bat. Instead, as a close observer of uh, humanity and ball players, I admired the hell out of Paul Konerko. And looking back on his career only amplifies it. I remember him as a Dodgers prospect. They had so many great players. I figured he'd be another. Traded to the Reds that eventually traded here for Mike Cameron and he raked from the get-go. He was beloved by the fans, the team, and of course the broadcasters. Hawk Harrelson gave us an all-timer about Pauly after a ninth-inning home run against Jonathan Papelbon. And that's how you get a 16,000-square-foot house in Scottsdale. He produced in massive moments. Does it get bigger, Danny, than game two of the World Series with the bases loaded? Chad Qualls worked an inning in two-thirds last night, seven games this postseason. Nine and a third. And he inherits a bases loaded two out with Canerco on. And he rips one in the left. Canerco, grand slam. First slam in White Sox series history. It was Aaron Rowan who asked Greg Walker, the hitting coach, about Dan Wheeler. And you may remember the words. Wheeler doesn't have the sinker that Qualls has. 
Paul Canerco taking heed of that, looking for the fastball. He got it up and hit it out of the ballpark. Catchers don't catch too many high sinkers. That was the first Grand Slam in the history of the postseason to give a team the lead when they were trailing in the seventh inning or later. It had never happened. That whole postseason, Canerco, five homers, 15 RBI, team records. In the ALCS that year, White Sox pitchers threw four complete games in a five-game series win. Canerco won the ALCS MVP, but said he thought it should have been split four ways for those four pitchers. Teammate ship. He could have left then, free agent. Supposedly had great offers out there, including one to go back to California, play with the Angels. He stayed and became the captain, face of the team, a face that took a beating sometimes. He was tough as hell. September 2010, the Twins' Carl Pavano is the pitcher. And get him in the jaw? Yes, it did. Well, that pitch may have had a little purpose because he's 10 for 27 with a couple of homers lifetime off Pavano. And he's going to first base. The ball hit way. You can put it on the ball, yeah! And it's a 3-1 ball game. That's one reason why you can see he was hot. He did not want to leave this ball game. Man, first pitch homer in the next at bat. Oh, captain, my captain. That's badass right there. Yeah, man. that's badass, and that's that's Peacock. Oh, that is, that that that's like the perfect <laughs> amount of Homer broadcaster oh. right there. That that is that is great. It's so vindictive. Paulie was uh, really slow. He led the league in one category in one season. It was 28 double plays in 2003. Not a very impressive athlete. Had nine career stolen bases in an 18-year career, but with an absurd work ethic. And a borderline unhealthy obsession with being great, maybe not borderline, he turned himself into an incredible player with a near Hall of Fame career. This was the end of it. Here comes Paul Canerco. We're going to turn it up. And here's Paul Canerco walking, walking off the field. He's being replaced by Andy Wilkins, who's shaking his hand. Everyone up here at U.S. Cellular. As the captain, the ship is sailing for the captain of the White Sox, Paul Canerco. You can tell me a lot of things, Darren. Walking off the field like that is not easy. Here he comes again. No, Paul Canerco, a class act. Saying goodbye to the city of Chicago. What a career he has had in the White Sox uniform. They want him to come out again. I know Paul well enough to know that's it. One curtain calls enough for him. In 16 White Sox seasons, more than 2,200 games, all of them in my 30-year window, a career OPS of 847, career batting average of 281, 432 homers, almost 1,400 RBIs, 13 seasons of 20 homers or more, 7 of 30 or more, twice he had 40, six years he drove in 100 runs, six All-Star games, five times receiving MVP votes, including two top six finishes. On offense, Paulie gets a nine. Defense, just a seven. Vibes, 9.2. You could argue it should be higher. Teammate ship at 10. Memorable moments at 10. At 45.2, Paul Canerco, number four on the top 30. You can hear number 30, Alfonso Soriano, all the way up through number four, Paul Canerco. 
uh, on the Odyssey website, on the SCORES website. I'm going to tweet out the link uh, right now, and you can hear all of them right there, which is um, a really cool, fun thing that Cody Westerlin is helping me do with the website. Thank you to our guest today. Thanks to Trey Mancini of the Chicago Cubs. He was a lot of fun. And thank you to Jack McMullen from Just Baseball, talking World Baseball Classic and more. Sean Sears does a great job with Hit and Run every single week. Thank you so much, Sean. And uh, we made it, folks. Opening day is here. Game on for opening day. Next Sunday, I'm doing pregame and postgame and the fifth inning of play-by-play on the radio. So unfortunately, I will not be with you next Sunday on Hit and Run. Chris Ranji will be here. But then after that, I've got nothing else scheduled and looking forward to being here every single week of the baseball season. Have a great day, everybody. BetQL programming is coming up next. Bulls and Lakers at 2.15. See you later. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.